How's everybody doing? Awesome, awesome. We do not often get the chance to, to come together uh, in this room as families. A lot of times we have, you know, E3 kids going on across the way, and just an awesome opportunity for us this morning to gather whole families, look around, see all these, all these wonderful kids. I, see, I saw Carrie Hoop here with her newborn, only a few weeks old. Awesome, awesome. Um, but what we wanted to do is just take some time and create a little space for us to be family, for us to lead not just um, from the front here, but for you to lead as community, to generationally create space for those who are more mature and, and older in Christ to lead those who are younger, not just in age, but also in spiritual maturity. And so as we go through this time together and, and just talk about communion and, and how that relates to Christmas and remembering Christ, as we, as we spend some more time in worship, as we come to the table, I want you to just, Pastor Mark and, and Pastor Eric said inhale, but, but I want you right now to exhale. I want you to take the moments, take the time, take the freedom to enjoy this space. There's problems that you can't fix. There's relationships that are broken, that are damaged, that are, that are in pain. There's expectations that have not been met in your life. There's hope that is unfulfilled. But this morning, there's an answer. As there always is every moment of every day, every second, the distance between darkness and light is just that far. It is a single step. It's a single step towards the things of God. And this morning in this place, we're going to celebrate that hope that does not disappoint. But before we do that, I want to know, how was your Christmas? So, Connect City question. What was your favorite gift that you received in celebration of Christ's birth? What was your favorite gift that you received in celebration of Christmas? Or gave, or gave. So depending on your perspective. Anyway, oh, Elka. <laughs> well, we had a sleepover before the night before Christmas, and it was Francisca's friend who was the same age, and they were both in bed reading books, and Francisca read to her friend. And the friend turned to her and said, how did you learn how to read? And so Francisca turned to her and she said, oh, I have the best teacher in the world, my mommy. Oh. That was, I mean, that, it doesn't get much better. It doesn't get much better than that. Who else? Favorite Christmas present? Oh, Rebecca Abbott. Um, my favorite was from Rebecca White, and she gave me a little wallet. And that sounds really dumb that it was my favorite, but she gave me like this long letter explaining it, and I was like sitting on her floor in her bedroom, bawling my eyes out because it was so thoughtful. Oh, that's so sweet. Was there money in it? No. <laughs> Just asking. I mean, what about you, Jay? I got a, uh, an iPod Touch, Woo. which I took a picture of you on earlier. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Here, I'll pass the mic back to the little man here. I got my bike for Christmas. What kind of bike did you get? A Huffy. A Huffy. Awesome, awesome. Here, pass that on. I got a bike 
too. You got a bike too? What's your name, baby girl? Shantae. Shantae, all right. Bikes? We got a basketball goal in our room. Awesome, awesome. It's very good. Oh, sorry, Pastor. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Good, good, good. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Awesome. Very good. Well, um, my wife totally surprised me um, with guerrilla warfare. Um, you know, it was one of those things where we, like, agreed that we weren't going to buy each other presents. And then, you know, like, all of a sudden, you know, there's, like, this present in front of me. And I'm like, oh, who's this? It's got my name on it. What's this all about? So, uh, but, um, but it was wonderful. She got me a Kindle. So, yeah, I was totally and absolutely surprised. Those are all great gifts, wonderful things, but, but truly, uh, there, was, there was no gift given or received yesterday or in any Christmas season that can even begin to compare with the greatest gift ever given, with, with God coming down to our level and putting on flesh and giving himself to us and for us. Amen? Amen. We're going to look at some scripture that, uh, that we looked at last week in Isaiah chapter 9. And it's this section where it's this prophecy uh, talking about Jesus and this, this son that's given to us. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Awesome, awesome stuff. But I wanted to just take a moment because when we're told about what communion is, we're told that we're to do it in remembrance of him, in remembrance of Christ. Well, this is, this is a picture that we don't often spend time talking about. This is who Christ is. This is what He is called. He's called Wonderful. Not Wonderful Counselor. Don't skip the Wonderful. Wonderful isn't, isn't an adjective. A lot, of times, a lot of times we look at it like, oh, He's, he's Wonderful Counselor. He's, he's a good Counselor. No, He's Wonderful. Literally a, a wondrous thing. Literally a miracle. He is a miracle. He is miraculous. The seed of a woman, having no human father, he is a miracle. He is wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. He's our guide. The disciples said, when Jesus turned to them and and said, hey, are you going to leave me? They said, where are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. Where else are we going to run to? Where are we going to go? You are our counselor. You are the one who we listen to. You're the one who we obey. Mighty God. Powerful. Full of strength. Protector. Ruler over everything and everyone. He is, he's God. And we are not. Everlasting Father, having no beginning and having no end. Eternally searching for his children, eternally building and growing and maturing his family, bringing his creation into fellowship with himself. Everlasting Father and last Prince of Peace. 
He's the royal heir to the throne. His power and his reign is not meant to crush, but to uplift. Not meant to rule over, but but to empower. Not meant to destroy or burden, but to set free. He's the prince of peace. He's a servant ruler who binds up the brokenhearted and gives strength to the weary and sets captives free, giving hope to the hopeless. These are the things that he's called in Scripture. But, but let's ask ourselves the question, is this what I call him? Do I call him wonderful? Do I call him counselor? Do I listen? And we're going to spend some time just in reflection on that, asking ourselves what it is that God is to us, remembering Christ. We're here to celebrate and remember the greatest gift that's ever been given. And we have the kids here. And so kids, what I want you to do is, is I want you to watch. I want you to watch and I want you to pay attention to the things that are going around you. I want you to see what your community is doing. I want you to watch your parents. I want you to, to observe them. And if you have questions then I want you to save them. I want you to remember them in your minds. And when you get home or when you're in the car, I want you to ask them, hey, what's this, what's this grape juice all about? Is it snack time? What's going on? Adults have snack time? I want you to ask them what it's about. When you hear that snap of the cracker, why are you guys eating that? It doesn't look like a good kind of cracker. Where, I can't, why don't you get a cheese it or something? No, I want you to ask them, what is this all about? Okay? I want you to observe. I want you to watch. I want you to learn from them. And parents, make sure you take the time to share your faith with your kids. Make sure you take the time to answer their questions and to instruct them because this is what life is about. Communion. Why do I say that? Because the word that's translated communion is really the word for fellowship. More often than not, this same word koinonia is, is, is translated fellowship, relationship, intimate interaction, the sharing of love. And that is what God set us free to do, and that is the gift that he gave us. We're told to keep this tradition, to, to keep this sacrament, this act of faith as a way to remember Jesus. This is a way that we live out the story of what God has done in our lives, the story of his faithfulness and his hope that's been imparted to us. We all have different stories. Remember when I was 13, I, I went to this summer camp and uh, I, was, I was helping my mom down at the horse stables and uh, she put me on this like wild horse that nobody else could ride. I thank her for that. And so I'm at the back of the pack, and, and this horse had like this really tough mouth. And we started running, and I'm, I'm just pulling on the reins as, as strong as I can. And this horse is just in a full gallop. Oh, and I'm going to die. So everybody else in front of me stops. My horse just doesn't want to stop. Runs right up on the horse in front of it. And all of a sudden, just double barrels from the horse. Pow! Double kick, right? All I see is these huge horse legs coming at me. And I lean back. The, the left leg just misses my left knee, and then the right foot just crushes my kneecap. I just go flying off the horse. I'm hopping on one leg. I don't even know what's happened. I'm just freaking out. 
broke my kneecap. A couple weeks later, I got chicken pox. It's awesome. Nothing like having your leg like from here to here in a, in a mobilizer, you know, with chicken pox, you know, like underneath there. It's wonderful. I really thank God for that experience. Um, I mean, I really, I try, right? And you're supposed to thank him in everything. I rejoice always, yeah. Um, well, so, so I, I, I survived all of that and I spent, I, that happened the Friday after I got out of school and I got off crutches the Friday before I went back to school. It was like my whole summer. But what, what I figured out is that, that I could do is, is I got really good on the crutches, and so I'd, I'd grab a fishing pole and a tackle box and my crutches, and I would go down to the lake, and I'd walk like, like three-quarters of a mile on crutches to get to the lake. And I'd do this every day during the summer. I was fishing one day, cast it out there, and I set my, my pole down on the picnic table next to me. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there looking around, and all of a sudden, the, the rod and reel just go flying off the table. Away! Oh, I, can't, I can't jump. I got a, you know, this neo-mobilizer and everything. I yell at this little kid who's with me, get my pole! <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting your pole. I'm not getting wet. I'm like, dude! You know, I'm like, all threatening as a 13-year-old kid. Um, and, and so my, my, roll, my reel and my rod are gone. You know. And I'm sitting here, I'm just in disbelief, and I'm staring out at the lake, and I see this monster of a fish jump out of the water and shake its head, and the little worm that I was fishing with just goes flying out, you know. The big one that got away, you know, he was this big, you know. <laughs> the one-armed man that caught the fish, this, you know, he's in, he was huge. The one that got away. Jesus never tells a story about a fish that got away. When he prays to his father, you remember in his, in his last time, he says, I have, I have kept all of the disciples that you have given to me, except for that one who was predetermined to deny me and to run away from me. I've kept them all. Remember the disciples, they, they, they go out and they're fishing, and they're fishing on this, on this one side of the boat, and Jesus walks up and he says, hey, how you doing? How's fishing going? Oh, it's pretty bad. I haven't caught anything. You're fishing on the wrong side of the boat. It just, just cast your net on the other side of the boat. And then what happened? Their nets were filled to overflowing, and they began to haul them in. The nets began to break. Jesus never tells the story of a fish that got away. The distance between nothing and everything was just one step away. It was just the other side of the boat. They were in the right spot. They were just looking in the wrong direction. And for this morning, I just ask you, what is that step for you? Is that a step forward in your faith? Is that a step to the side to get out of God's way? <laughs> is that a step in the opposite direction from where you're heading? What is the story that you're writing of God's faithfulness? We all have family struggles. We all have relational brokenness. We all have struggles growing up and finding our identity. And I'm not just talking about the little kids in the room. I'm talking about us as, a, as adults trying to find our purpose and our worth and our place. And we all wonder at times if we can really, if we can really trust who God is, if we can really trust His Word if we can really listen to his voice and listen to his guidance. 
And that's because human history is, is the long and terrible story of man trying to find something other than God to make him happy. But God. But God stepped off of his throne in heaven and put on flesh and became a man so that us, all of mankind, could become sons and daughters of God. That's the story that he writes. And communion is is an awesome time. It's an amazing sacrament because God gives us this wonderful gift so many times in our spiritual lives, in our search, in our journey of faith, we, we find things that are intangible. Well, just have faith. You just have to believe. You don't have to see. Just believe. Just, just there it is. It's in God's Word. Just do it. I tell that to my wife all the time. You know? and, and she's like, yeah, that's, that's easy for you, but it's, it's really hard for everybody else. I said, I go, no, it isn't easy for me. I'm just trying to like be logical. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to simplify faith to just a point of logic. And no, I need to, I need to reconnect here. What, what is this gift that God has given us as we remember Christ? Here in this sacrament of communion, he gives us something that's very tangible. You're going to walk up and you're going to come to the table and you're going to, you're going to break bread and you're going to hear the crack. His body broken for us. You're going to look at it and you're going to physically see that it, that it has all of these pierce marks in it. He was pierced for our transgressions. You're going to pick up a cup and you're going to try not to spill grape juice. It's going to slosh around. It's something that's precious. It's something that stains. But it reminds us of the blood of Christ that removes every single one of our stains. Removes every impurity. This is a time for followers of Christ. This is a time for those of you, young or old, who have said, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and I want to follow Him, and I want to obey Him, and I want more of Him. So parents, help your kids if they're at that place. You, you've walked with them. You know if, if they are seeking to be a believer. You know if they have committed their lives to Christ. Then celebrate with them. There's no age requirement on this. But what there is a requirement is that we examine ourselves. This is a time to examine our faith. It's a time for, for us to turn away from unbelief and the something other that may stand in the way of our relationship with God. It's a time to celebrate the gift that's been given to us, and it's a time to ask. It's a time to ask your Heavenly Father to come to Him as children, to come to Him as family, knowing that He longs to give us good gifts. It's a time for us to ask for more faith. It's a time to ask for more strength. It's a time to ask for peace and for hope. And for all of your heart's desires. And to give him rule over those things. And say, God, refine this. As we go into a time of worship, you're going to have an opportunity just to remember who Christ is for you. And there's room on your fridge fold if you want to use this as an exercise. And just go, all right, God, 
how are you wonderful? How are you miraculous in my life? Let me remember you as counselor. What are those words of life that you've spoken to me that have breathed truth and security into my life? How are you my mighty God? Where have you stepped in and provided for me? Where is it that you've protected me and guarded me? How are you my everlasting Father? How are you my Prince of Peace? Or you can just sit there and, and listen to the music and reflect on the words and let God speak to your heart. But make no doubt about it. God is in this place. He is inside of you. He longs to speak to you and to encourage you and to help you walk out in a place that is different, in a mindset that is different than maybe you walked in, even if you were in a good place. He always wants to take us to the next level. He always wants to move us just that one step. We're going we're gonna to pray, and we're going to enter into a time of, of communion and worship and the tables are just going to be open there's no going to be there's not going to be a a call there's just going to be you having space to go at your own leisure over the next few songs i encourage you to just not line up i know that's hard to do sometimes but i encourage you just to wait and be at peace and avoid the lines it's christmas time you've already studied enough lines right there's going to be plenty of time Take the time and just reflect on who he is. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you um, to present ourselves to you. Lord, you tell us that we should uh, offer ourselves to you as living sacrifices. And you tell us, you instruct us in your word that, that we are holy and pleasing in your sight. Because of your word because of your provision because of the blood that was shed and the body that was broken of Jesus Christ we stand before you pure and holy and righteous and Lord I pray that that destroys our pride everywhere that we stand in our own goodness Lord I pray that those things fall Lord I pray that that builds us up that as we become humble, that you lift us up and Lord, you bring us to a place of, of deeper dependency upon you. Lord, I pray that you convict us. Knowing that there's no condemnation, Lord, but that you, you long to discipline and to guide and to instruct your children. Lord, do your work. We do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name. Wow. <laughs>